Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. Our website is active-faith.org. My email is uh, stevehemphill1 at me.com. I'd love to hear from you. Last time, we discussed and read Eric's Freedom Prayers. Today, we're going to ask an unusual question. Can a gold necklace bring curses? Let me share a couple of verses with you as we begin from the New Living Translation. Deuteronomy 28, 16 and 17 says, Your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be cursed. Job 24, 18 says, Everything they own is cursed, and they're afraid to enter their own vineyards. Ezekiel 13, 18 puts a new slant on this idea. This is what the sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits you women who are ensnaring the souls of my people, young and old alike? You tie magic charms on their wrists and furnish them with magic veils. Do you think you can trap others without bringing destruction upon yourselves? So these pagan symbols are magic objects, magic items brought destruction on the people of God and trapped their souls. Ezekiel 13, 20 says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm against all your magic charms, which you use to ensnare my people like birds. I will tear them from your arms, setting my people free like birds set free from a cage. These magic charms not only set God against them, but they also ensnared or trapped the people. Symbols trapped people. That's an unusual thought, isn't it? Mark 11, verse 20 says, The next morning as they passed by the fig tree that Jesus had cursed, the disciple noticed it was withered from the roots up. Jesus even demonstrated that curses have power. All that leads me to the story of my friend. Uh, He felt like he had a curse on him. He had lots of potential. He had great ideas, many, many great possibilities going on in his life for years, and they always fell through. The pie in the sky was just that. It was just out of reach in the sky. He was barely getting by. So he felt like he needed somebody to pray for him and figure out what was wrong, what he needed to change, what he needed to to repent of, or whatever it was that was causing all these potentials to fall through for him. So he asked his group of close friends to pray and ask God what's wrong, what he needed to do. They came back to him after praying for a while and said they felt like there was a curse on him because of an item of jewelry that he possessed. And they asked him, is there something like that that you know of in your family? Well, there was. His dad had been in Vietnam. And while he was there, he got a gold necklace that had symbols on it that honored the goddess of fertility. And the reason for the necklace was if you were uh, trying to get pregnant and you couldn't get pregnant, you wear it and you would become pregnant. So he came home and brought the necklace and he was actually trying to have a child with his wife and they could not get pregnant. And he brought out the necklace and said, put on this necklace and see if this makes a difference. It's supposed to bring fertility and cause pregnancy. 
His mother wore the necklace and got pregnant with him. Now he's thinking, this is it. This is what I need to get rid of. He said this necklace had become a source of controversy in his family. There was some infighting over it, but it ended up in his possession because his mother got pregnant wearing the necklace. And uh, that was the, the, I guess you'd say, the straw that broke the camel's back to help her to get pregnant when she was unable to. So now that he knew this was a bad thing, he wanted to take care of this problem once and for all. So he called me and he said, I have a question. He said, can I melt it down and sell the gold? I need the money or do I need to destroy it? Immediately, the verse that came to mind was the uh, middle of Leviticus, Leviticus 13, 14, 15. Those chapters talk about God's going to give the land of Canaan to Israelites and then uh, going to give them crops they didn't have to plant and let them have houses that they didn't build. But he explained in uh, Leviticus 14, 37 to 38, that if if streaks of mold or mildew appears on the walls, to call the priest to come and take care of it, which were, it was indicating where the, the idols of gold and silver were hidden in the walls. And God revealed where they were so the priest could come and remove it and burn it or destroy it. And so that was my answer to him. I think you need to destroy it. He did. And he told one of his co-workers about it. It was a young man who grew up um, in the Baptist church, very active. His dad was a pastor. And this guy kind of goes, well, you do what you want to, but I don't believe in that stuff. I don't think that happens today. Immediately after destroying and getting rid of the, the necklace, some amazing and huge business deals came through. And his skeptic co-worker said, you know what? Maybe there is something to that. Maybe there are curses on items, and I'm glad you got rid of it. So, in a lot of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to ask God to reveal any curses that you might have on your life, any items that you might need to remove and destroy, and repent of any wrongs that your family might have been connected to before you were even born, so you can be clean and separate from it. Maybe you could pray like this. Lord, open my eyes and bring to light any habits, objects, or possessions I have that are bringing curses on me. Help me to repent and come clean of any things that hinder my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Then watch what happens. I'll see you next time on Battle Plan, where we're going to discuss, can prayer plus scripture revive an old air conditioner? And let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.